There are times when conflict erupts in the church and the process of resolving the disagreement becomes entangled and confusing. Sometimes it's necessary to bring a third-party, impartial, trained diplomat to the table who can lead both parties through a process of resolution and reconciliation. Hi, Don Immel here. The Pendel Ministry Network has a proven resource for church conflict resolution called Bridge Builders. Tim Hulbfoster, lead pastor of River of God Church in Enola, also leads our Bridge Builders ministry for our network. So, okay, Tim, tell us everything that we need to know about conflict resolution in the church. Everything we need to know? Do you have a couple of days to talk about it? We might need a couple of days. So, Tim, how do churches get to a place where they can't seem to figure this out on their own? Conflict usually doesn't get better uh, by itself. And so the longer conflict goes on, the more it becomes about the person you're in conflict with than the actual issues. So you lose the issues. At that point, it's helpful to have someone come alongside of you and help you identify the issues so you can find solutions to those problems. So help us understand, when would, when would be a good point for, uh, let's say, a pastor or a board to reach out to bridge builders for help and intervention? Well, certainly a pastor can reach out to us at any time during a conflict. Mm -hmm. uh, we're a safe, neutral person that they can talk to and get some encouragement, uh, get some help. Uh, but as far as coming into the church and doing a formal mediation, at that point, uh, the issues have become really strong mm -hmm. uh, in opposition to one another, and you're unable to navigate through that uh, by yourself, and you just need some outside help to come in. What kinds of conflicts is Bridge Builders capable of mediating, helping out with? Often in conflict, we've discovered over the years that uh, the conflicts between leadership and I think there's a reason for that. They're vested, uh, they're owners, so to speak, of the ministry and the vision. And uh, because of that, often there's conflict if there's different opinions. So we can certainly help with leadership conflicts. We can help with interpersonal conflicts. We can help with pastor-staff conflicts, mm -hmm. uh, pastor-board conflicts. Uh, any conflict really within the local church, uh, we're skilled and able to come in and give some assistance. What does it look like? Uh, I'm a pastor, I'm experiencing some deep conflict with, uh, let's say with my board, with a couple of lead, <laughs> lead individuals in the church, and um, it's looking ugly, it's getting worse, the conflict is escalating, it's kind of blown up and now the church is involved in it too. Um, what do you do when you come in? What, what does that look like? Sounds like uh, what you're describing is the need for a uh, mediation uh, opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so we'll gather together mediators that would fit the uh, situation that's involved with the conflict. I try to match up different mediators. Uh, we may use lay people, we may use pastors. We bring in uh, a group of mediators that are neutral and are able to help the church walk through the conflict to identify the issues, to come up with solutions, and then to bring some resolution to the situation. And so we do a lot of homework on the front end of the mediation before we ever step on the property. We're calling, we're talking, we may meet uh, with the individuals that are involved in the conflict, uh, really trying to come up with a preliminary assessment of what's going on in that conflict. Although I have to be honest, Pastor Don, sometimes our preliminary assessments are not correct mm -hmm. because people struggle to really identify what those issues are until we actually sit down 
and create a formal opportunity for them to address their issues. Mm -hmm. And so a mediation would be often a Saturday or maybe a couple of evenings, and we would sit down and every person that's involved in that mediation would have opportunity to share their side of the story. And then after that, we would, as mediators, often confront individuals who aren't taking responsibility for their part in the conflict. And then we would come up with uh, issues as a group and solutions to those issues and then agreement at the end. And so that's a, a mediation. It's like peeling back layers of an onion. Um, uh, what seemed to be the issue sometimes isn't the issue. True. Often we find communication is one of the biggest issues that isn't identified early on, but later mm. becomes identified. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was when I was writing my dissertation, uh, I had to have the help of a, a writing assistant. Uh, they took care of grammar issues and uh, content issues and those kinds of things. And I'll never forget uh, this this one uh, writing assistant. She said, "Don, I know you know what you mean." but you have to express it so the reader knows what you mean. That was a big aha moment for me. She was right. I knew what I meant, and she gave me some skills in eliminating certain vague terms from my writing style so that I wouldn't just assume that people knew what I was talking about. I suspect some of that happens in, in your meetings. It does. Uh, we're actually developing an opportunity for each person that's in the conflict to actually hear each other's side of the story. Because in conflict, it becomes often about the person. You lose the issues, as I already mentioned. And so now they're being uh, encouraged to listen to one another. They don't interrupt during the time the person's telling their part of the story, uh, their part of the conflict. And so you're creating an atmosphere where peacemaking can begin to start because you're actually hearing what's going on in the other person's life and how they're responding to the conflict and what they feel are the reasons for the conflict. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that, uh, that I would hope that as pastors and leaders may, may view this uh, video uh, is that they develop hope that what they're going through can in fact be resolved. Have you ever gotten to a conflict and it was kind of late? It was late in the ball game, and you said, man, I wish they would have reached out a little bit earlier. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when we get in too late, uh, often at that point, people aren't open to reconciliation, and they've really uh, become entrenched in their sides and in their views. Uh, although we always trust the Holy Spirit, yeah. and we look for those Holy Spirit moments where suddenly a heart opens up to God, they take responsibility for their part in the conflict, repent, uh, confess to the others around the table their part of the conflict, and we often see tremendous healing and the beginnings of reconciliation and resolution to that conflict. Yeah, so it's not only a, a strategic method for conflict resolution, but there are spiritual components to it as well. Absolutely. And we use the Word of God uh, when we sit down with people individually that are in the conflict and actually use God's Word to see if they're lining up with the Word. And mm -hmm. uh, we try not to uh, come in really hard on people, uh, but there are times when we've actually had to, you know, just lay it out for someone that this is what we're hearing, this is what we're seeing, and this is how you're coming across to the other people uh, in the mediation. And so you need to take responsibility for this. 
and we've seen success. We've mm -hmm. seen God really move on hearts because most people in the church want to resolve conflicts. Most right. people in the church, especially leaders, want to have peace and they want to see the church go forward and they want to answer that prayer request of Jesus for the church to be one. Something I want to peel back a little bit, it's something that I hadn't quite realized before, but uh, it, it sounds like it's more than just a one-person uh, exercise. You said that you bring other people into the negotiation or mediation process who can relate with all sides. Can you describe that more? Absolutely. One of the blessings uh, of the mediation process in our bridge builder ministry is bringing in lay people that uh, people that are around the table that aren't pastors can identify with. Yeah. And so we've already had board members lined up with board members, mediators that are board members help out another board member and staff pastors help out other staff pastors. Okay. Often as a lead pastor, I've helped out the lead pastor and work with them. And uh, so that way the uh, church folks around the table don't feel like this is like a bunch of pastors against a bunch of lay people, but it's just neutrality and we're there to help them. We make it very clear to them that our goal is to help bring peace to that church mm -hmm. because the God we serve is a God of all peace sure. and he wants us to develop cultures of peace within our church. Mm -hmm. So uh, one other uh, practical point in uh, costs, what kind of costs are associated with uh, the, the ministry of bridge builders? Well, there's three really parts to the Bridge Builder Ministry. There's coaching, and that is uh, free. Uh, that's simply uh, making a phone call. Uh, my information is on the Pendel Ministry Network uh, under Bridge Builders. You can call me there, and I'd be glad to walk you through uh, a situation. Uh, also, I can refer others to you to help you walk through a situation. So the coaching part is free. Uh, the uh, training part, if you would bring in someone like myself or another Bridge Builder uh, to actually do a training opportunity in a church, uh, we would encourage uh, the church to take care of the expenses uh, for that uh, particular training event. Mm -hmm. uh, also, you can also, you know, bless that uh, individual who leads that training event as well. Sure. Uh, but the mediation part, the district has been underwriting all these years, and uh, we don't get paid to be mediators for these mediations. Uh, but what the district does is it takes care of our mileage, it takes care of our overnight accommodations. So all a local church has to do is provide lunch that day if it's a Saturday. Uh, to provide notepads, which are very important because they're not allowed to talk when other people are talking, so people take notes. And, of course, uh, waters and snacks and yeah. things like that. So the cost is very minimal. Right. If you would bring in an outside uh, peacemaking-type uh, ministry organization, you could pay thousands and thousands of dollars. So we're probably the most cost-effective peacemaking <laughs> ministry out there. Yeah. Oh. So I'm also hearing that there are opportunities uh, for others to get involved in the bridge building, bridge builders ministry. What, what opportunities uh, are, are there for participation? We have a large district across Pennsylvania and Delaware, mm -hmm. and we certainly could use people from different locations. We're looking for um, church members who have a heart for peacemaking. Those may have been trained already in secular conflict resolution and negotiation. We'll give them the biblical part of it and uh, train them in a way that uh, we'll be able to take what they've already learned and be able to use that and help our churches uh, to become healthy uh, during a time of conflict. Okay. And that's a real key. We want uh, churches uh, to stay healthy during times of conflict. If ever there's an opportunity for a church to get unhealthy, it's during conflict. But I believe, and our ministry believes, that we can uh, develop healthy pastors and healthy church members even during a time of conflict so our churches can thrive. Okay. So there are three takeaways that I'm hearing. Uh, first of all, uh, 
conflicts not abnormal in a church setting. It happens. Absolutely. Secondly, don't wait until the timer on the bomb is down to 15 seconds. You know, the only thing to do in that situation is run. <laughs> so uh, uh, early intervention is better. And thirdly, don't let finances uh, stop you from reaching out because uh, the district picks up the tab on a significant portion of this. And uh, other than love offerings during training, it's it's it should be financially manageable. Absolutely. And one thing that's really important to understand is uh, we're coming in in a confidential way. Uh, we're coming in a neutrality. Uh, we're coming there to help you as a pastor, as a church, as a leadership team. Our goal is just to help create peace within the local church and to see relationships stay healthy during times of conflict. Cool. Well, uh, uh, friends, uh, there's there's something that you should know, and that is uh, you're not alone. Uh, if you're going through a period of conflict in your church, everybody goes through it. It's, it's to be expected, actually. And 90% uh, of the time, 95% of the time, we can, we can bring resolution to conflict. But then there's that 5 or 10% uh, space where we need a third party, impartial, somebody to come alongside us and figure this out. Bridge Builders is a resource. Uh, I hope if you need it, you'll use it.